podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Omar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global, joined by Matthew Macklin. As always, we kind of do this post-fight thing all the time now, don't we? Regular thing. I know. Yeah, your reaction to Jordan Gill's emphatic performance tonight? Yeah, I thought he boxed brilliantly. You know, um, beautiful jab. He goes about his business like an old pro, someone that's been around, that's an experience, that's, you know, beyond his years. Comes out, establishes his jab, you know, gets his distance, doesn't rush his work. Um, You know, he's very composed. Uh, relaxed um, like I said get, gets his distance gets his jab going and once he's found his range that's when he starts putting his shots together And he, but it's always in a nice rhythm it, it just it just flows you know classic fighters it just seems to flow doesn't it it's nothing's forced and um, fighting a lovely rhythm I started hurting a guy and we, I was saying it actually to the guy there he hits a lot harder than his record suggests I still don't think he's, a, he's not, you know he's not a, a Julian Jackson one points take you out but he's uh, he hits, I think he's, respect, he's got respectful power he's very accurate mm. good timing and, uh, and like I said he puts his shots together so well in combinations that he, he walks them onto good shots and their power their momentum coming forward he walks them onto good shots or you know he'll finish on the third or fourth or fifth with a power shot and that they don't see coming and that's what does the damage so yeah I think he hits a lot harder than his record suggests but a uh, brilliant performance and when he did when he did hurt him again he had that maturity and that level-headedness, sort of calmness in the madness. Like he could have rushed in and tried to get the stoppage. He didn't. He he he, he moved in quickly, but he didn't smother himself. He kept the distance and he picked the right shots. And even when the Dominguez was firing back, he stayed. He stayed his distance. He kept his range. He stayed tucked up, nice and tucked, took a couple of shots, and then found the gaps again and opened back up. Uh, yeah, really, really good performance. Yeah, more or less punch perfect. Now he's had the Ryan Dahl win. It was a big win. This big win now. And uh, do you think he's ready for a Europe? Pintile against uh, Martinez? I think he probably is. You know, I think he, um, yeah, yeah, I think so. He's gone from strength to strength. And I think all the things that Dave Caldwell has said about him that he's seen in him in the gym, he's starting, it's all right having it. You know, you gotta, you gotta do it, haven't you? Yeah, gotta yeah. do it. But I think he's, uh, over the last sort of 12, 18 months, five, six fights, he's, he, he's, he's done that now. He's got better and better and better. And his confidence and his self belief. And that relationship in the gym and learning from fighters like Tony Bellew and the McDonald twins, you know, they've gained an awful lot from that. And, you know, even coming here and topping the bill in your hometown, it's uh, that's pressure. That, that's yeah. part of, that's a box ticked in terms of building yourself, not just as a good fighter, but as a star attraction. So he's a. Uh, He's still a work in progress. You know, he's still a young fighter. He's still very much improving, but he is improving. You know, some fighters, they get to a level and they plateau, stagnate. You watch this kid and you start to get excited. You think, oh, I, I actually get excited because I don't know how good this kid could be. Mm. He could be really good. Mm. Okay, just want to address a few topics going on in boxing at the moment. Let's start with a heavyweight division. Uh, what do you make of Tyson Fury not fighting Deontay Wilder and also his deal with uh, ESPN? I think he's done a absolutely brilliant thing for his career signing with top rank and ESPN that uh, you know what Eddie's done the last sort of few years has been unbelievable in boxing but over the you know modern era of boxing top rank mm. have been the promoters you know they've brought so many fighters through and turned them into household names and that's when they were doing it on HBO which is a premium cable network where which specialise really in box sets but now they've 
they've done the deal on ESPN, which is a sports channel, which is the biggest sports channel in sports in the world, in the world, yeah. in yeah, any yeah. sports. So you know, he, he, he's got a base now where he's reaching all those NFL fans, all those NBA fans, all those hockey fans, all the sports fans. He's going to be, you know, they've seen. Top rank of C obviously seen what Sky Sports News, what, what a tool that has been for Sky Sports, and you know getting all the football fans and the rugby fans and all the casual sports fans mm. that are probably not hardcore boxing fans, but yeah, if the big fights on, they'll, they'll they'll watch it. But you have to know that big fights on, which is promotion. But you know when the when the when Sky Sports really have got behind the boxing and the Sky Sports News in particular, which is the sports channel repeating on the hour. You go into a pub, you go into a deli, you go into anything, you, you can't not know that that fight's happening because mm. it's promoted, really promoted. And that's what's going to happen now with uh, all top rank shows on ESPN. So, and you know, when you factor in then what a personality Fury is, what a profile he's got really just from self promotion. Not the hardest sell, is he? You know, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, so he, that, he's really got that his own social media and MTK and, and, and that platform but what he's going to get now having top rank and ESPN behind him you know give it two three fights he'll probably if he keep, you know keeps winning he'll be the biggest name in sport mm. Would you, you know, him and Joshua there because Joshua right now is a huge name yeah. here but you know if, if Fury's over there fighting on ESPN and doing the stories and singing and all <laughs> the carry on he does you know he's, not, he's a massive personality so mm. you know he, he's, his profile's just going to go through the roof we expect him to sort of fight a Joseph Parker or, or Pulev what do you make of uh, Joshua fighting Miller what do you think about that fight I think when the Dillian White fight didn't happen, that was the next best fight to do. I think it touches, uh, it gives Joshua his American debut, so he performs prime time uh, on American television at Madison Square Garden. You're ticking a lot of boxes there. Also, I think Miller's a good fight for him. I think it's uh, he's got to be careful he doesn't punch himself out against Miller because he's a big lump. He looks pretty solid around the chin. And uh, he might he might go all night long, you know. And you know you got to be careful, you know. You know he doesn't punch himself out because I think be, he's hittable, Miller, but he does seem pretty durable. Um, but I think Joshua's technically skills, everything, a much better fighter. Hits a lot harder. He should definitely beat him. But I would say he beats him in an entertaining fight, and that's on prime time US TV. You know, you, 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 it's, he's opening up to another market and uh, I think he'll do his profile over there a lot of good it'll build potential fights with uh, Wilder over there and also the fact that Fury's going to be on ESPN that builds that again it's what happened we all want to see these fights now because we're impatient we want to see them now but when they happen you're kind of glad it doesn't happen a year or 18 months down the line you're probably glad they didn't happen when we wanted them to happen because they're built into bigger fights and so long as they happen which I'm sure they will because at the end of the day when there's when uh when they're big enough, they'll happen. I hope you're right. Dylan White, um, looking back at it now, do you think you should have taken that, that last Joshua offer? He's in a position where he's desperately looking for an opponent at the moment. I, I do think he should have took that fight, and I said that to him because we were sitting oh, here really? we were working together, and I said to him, I said, I'll tell you straight, I thought you should have took that fight. And I said, look, I don't know the ins and outs, obviously, of all the deal and everything, but from, what, from the rumours, what we hear, you know, I just think sometimes bird in the hand is better than two in the bush he had a good offer there you know he had a great chance to, you know everyone Wilder and Fury were kind of looked like they might get the nod ahead here but they kind of took each other out of the equation by doing a rematch um, obviously that never happened in the end but at the time it looked, it looked like, like that, that was going to happen yeah, yeah. so all of a sudden it was open for him to do the fight and uh, 
you hear different figures, but you know, we heard he got offered five, six million was there. So I thought he should have took the fight. He felt he should have got more. Um, time will tell, I suppose, if he was right or he was wrong. But at the minute, it looks like I, I think you know. All of a sudden, you know, what's important in this business is momentum. You know, you're as good as your last fight, you're as bad as your last fight, whatever. But things move on, and Dillian White, after his win against Park and Chisora, he was hot. Mm. You know, but then there was war and fury, fury, and then they took themselves out of the equation. Dillian was there, so you know now all of a sudden, Joshua fights Miller in June, uh, Wilder fights Brazil. Brazil, Fury goes and fights someone on ESPN. That's that'll be a massive occasion. I get a huge profile out of that. Probably look the probably look brilliant. Uh, Wilder knocks some, maybe knocks Brazil out. I, I'd imagine he would. I think he definitely does. And, you know, Jill, uh, AJ looks a million dollars in a great fight against Miller, and all of a sudden, where's Dillian? Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, don't get me wrong. Maybe he. Um, that, that's just me being maybe pessimistic on the point of Dillian. So I'm hoping that Dillian would have got the fight. But if uh, maybe he takes a fight and looks good again, and maybe things open up, you just don't know in boxing. Every time there's a big fight, the landscape changes, mm. doesn't it? Mm. But um, yeah, look, I, I, he says he doesn't regret it. I think, who knows? You know, time will tell. I suppose. You know, if he, uh, if, he, if he if he works out in the end. That it was right, then he'll be glad. He didn't. But right now, at the minute, the way things go for the foreseeable future, I'd, I'd, I'd have thought he, he would have should have took the fight. Talking about Dylan White, did you see uh, Lawrence Akoli's tweet tonight? Yeah, he, he showed me. <laughs> what did you make of it? I, I don't think I don't think Lawrence Akoli have a prayer against Dylan White. He just walk through him. And, um, yeah. Are you surprised he didn't sort of tweet about React, uh, Richard React, yeah. but uh, tweeted about Dylan White as manager instead? Yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, always, always. Akoli react pole, That's a good fight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, don't don't get because don't forget. Um, you know, he's not that. Akoli's not that experienced. I know he went the Olymp went to the Olympics. As a pro, it probably doesn't. Yeah, as a pro, he's not that experienced. And even amateur, it it didn't really tell the story. He didn't have a long amateur career, so I know he, he achieved and he performed at a high level. And he has pedigree, but he didn't have like it's not like he had two, three hundred hours of fights, you know, like some of these guys that you know turn pro at that age. But he's uh, he's found a way to win. He's effective. He's still a bit like novice at times, uh, a bit raw, but he's effective. He's ranging. He hits hard. And he's physically strong, and he believes in himself. But um, you know, he's had a few fights where stunk the place out. Really, you know, the, the particularly the asking one. Mm. But uh, Riakpo, what he proved tonight. I mean. Tommy McCarthy was a really good amateur a few years back. He was like, you know, a big prospect. So that was a massive win for him tonight. I thought that Tommy had beat him on points. Uh, he looked, he looked, even though he won against Sam Hyde, he looked very hesitant. Very, uh, maybe the occasion got to him a little bit on the time. He, he froze a bit, but uh, no, he looked, he looked like a serious power tonight. All right, Matthew, appreciate your time. That's 10 minutes. That's probably the longest one we'll ever do after a post-fight. <laughs> I want to get back to Birmingham now. <laughs> oh, how long is that drive? About an hour and a half. Not too, too bad. bad, not too I'm bad. Okay. All right. Safe journey, I'm Manuel. We'll catch up soon. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.